Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. God has been good to us. God has been phenomenal. He is awesome. He is strong. He is mighty. There's nothing our God cannot do. He has made a way out of no way. He is the only one that can bring water in dry places. The only one that can bring food in a starving land. He can only do that. Nobody else but him. What a mighty God we serve. The Bible says that to everything there is a time and a purpose for everything that is under the sun. Today we're going to be talking about rain in due season. Because if it rains too early, you cannot plant. And if it rains too long, the seeds that, or waits too long to rain, the seeds that you plant won't grow. They need water in due season. You cannot just go out in the middle of winter harvest and plant tomatoes because they don't need winter weather. You can't plant anything, but some trees need to be planted in the cold weather. The cold is good for, and some things the heat is good for. Every season has its purpose. There's something to do in every season. You're not out there planting when you're supposed to be gathering. And you're not out there trying to till the ground when it's the time to be planting the seeds. Or all your crops are late, and if they're too late, they won't even grow to the full potential. You have a season to do everything. Everything has a time and a purpose under the sun. Today we're going to be talking about rain in due season. We're going to Leviticus. I'll be reading it 26, 1 through 13. Psalms 127, 1. Matthew 15, 13 through 14. Acts 1, 16 through 20. John 15, 5 through 9. And Mark 5, 1 through 13. Let us rise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for blessing us to be in the land of the living one more time. Thank you, my Father, for last night. Thank you for showing up, for showing yourself strong in our behalf last night. Thank you, my Father, for everyone you healed, everyone you answered, everyone you delivered, my God. Thank you for being with us, not only last night, but today as well, my God. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to feed your people. My Father, give to me that I may give to others, Lord. And my Father, let this seed be planted upon good ground. Don't let anything that I say come from the flesh, but let it all be spiritual. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. There's a time for everything that is done under the sun. In Leviticus, the 26th chapter, beginning at the first verse, it says, Ye shall make you no idols, nor graven images, 
neither rear you up any standing images, nor shall ye set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it. For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If ye seek, if ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield her fruit. Jesus says in another place, without me, you can do nothing. If we keep the commandments of God, if we follow after righteousness, if we not only read the Bible, but apply it to our lives, he said, I will give you rain in due season. Sometimes we serve God and we fast and we pray and we, we seek the Lord. And it seems like God's not answering. It seems like nothing is happening. No matter how much we fast and pray and we toil and we work, sometimes it seems like nothing is happening. But God knows exactly when to send the rain. He knows when to bless us. He knows when to let us see the blessings that we get. But if we just hold on, he said, don't slumber and don't sleep. He said, don't fold your hands to sleep because then your poverty will come on you as a woman in travail. When you hold on to God and you don't give up, he will send the rain in due season. If we were to go outside right now and begin to try to reap what we just planted, we're not going to get no fruit. But when you plant something and you let it stay there and you take care of it and you pull the weeds and pulling the weeds reminds me of getting these thoughts and everything that is not supposed to be in our head and bringing down every stronghold and begin to keep the things that are not right out of our soil and let that plant be nourished and we water it every single day and we let the sun shine on it and we cover it if it's a little bit too cold and we just wait after a while you will see that blade come out of the ground after a while you will know that all your hard work is beginning to pay off but still you have to wait you cannot go and pluck it up to just want to see what the roots look like you've got to leave it right there and after a while you will see the stock begin to show up and if you keep on working on it you will begin to see the ear of corn or whatever you planted it still is not edible because it's too small but if you have patience and you just keep on praying and you keep on watering it after a while you will be able to eat the fruit of your labor it's the same thing in spirituality if you keep on praying and fasting no matter how slow it seems to be when God gives you the form rain and he waters you every single day you will begin to see the fruits of the spirit you will begin to find out the things that used to bother you don't bother you the same no more the things you used to stumble over you don't stumble over them anymore the same temptations that you used to fall for you don't fall for them anymore if you let God water you and you just hold on to his unchanging hand you will find out that one day you can eat of that fruit of the life of God. You will be able to eat of the fruit of the Spirit, the peace, the joy, the love, the compassion, and you will have enough to give to others. But you have to wait. 
You have to keep on watering it, but you can't do it by yourself. You can't water anything by yourself. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. We're going to John 15, 5 through 9. I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. See, sometimes we begin to plant these seeds, and we... We really try to serve God, but after a while, it begins to seem like it takes too long. And we start to try to speed up the process. Well, maybe I'm not doing this right, so we change, and we can't change. Maybe this isn't right, so we want to change things around a little bit, but if you keep digging up that plant, it will never grow, because you will begin to kill the roots. And when you kill the root of a plant, it can't grow anymore. The Bible says you can cut down a tree, but if you leave the roots alone, that tree has a chance to come back to life and bring forth more. It has a chance as long as the roots are left alone. When God puts us on a path to walk, stay on that path. When he gives us something, hold on to it. No matter how long it may seem to take, a palm tree, when the wind doesn't blow, they don't grow. But the harder the wind is and the more that palm tree bends, when it stands up, it gets stronger. That's where it gets its strength from. So no matter how strong the wind is and it keeps blowing and it keeps rocking your ship, don't give up. Because the stronger the wind is, the stronger you will become and the more fruit you will produce. If you don't prune a plant, it won't bring forth a lot of good fruit. You can have a good apple tree and let it grow for a few years. And when it starts bringing forth fruit, the branches are so heavy till the fruit can't become good. It's little tiny fruit, but if you cut off some of those branches, then the fruit will be able to become very good and fruitful and, and you can enjoy them a lot better. So let God begin to prune us. Sometimes we begin to grow and we begin to walk in the spirit and we feel the spirit of God and we're so full of joy but then God says I need to prune but when he prunes us it hurts a little bit and we want to give up we can't give up we got to let God prune us so that we can bring forth an abundance of fruit we begin to walk and we begin to plant these seeds and we pray and we fast and we weep and we, we mourn and we trust God and then we start to grow and we see a little bit of growth and we we get excited but then the devil comes and tries to tell you no that is not gonna work and he plants weeds in the garden and he plants thoughts of doubt and he plants unbelief and he makes somebody come and talk bad about us and he points to how long you've been doing it and you don't see no increase well don't give up just keep on keeping on because the Bible said, let the tares grow together. Because if you pull up the tares, if God was to take out every bad thing out of our lives, uh, he would root up the good seed. Because weeds grow faster than the actual weed itself. You can plant a tree, you can plant any kind of vegetable, and the weeds will begin to grow before that vegetable even pokes the first blade out of the ground. You already have to start pulling weeds. But if you pull them too soon, you can root up the good plant. 
pastor, sometimes there is bad things in our lives that God lets stay there so he won't root us up in the meantime. But after a while, when you get rooted and grounded in Christ, and he knows that if I prune them, they will not change. If I pull something bad out of their life, they're not going to give up. That's when he can begin to weed the garden. That's when he can be able to prune off the branches that don't need to be there. That's when he can be able to make your land very fruitful when he knows that you're rooted and grounded and you're not going to change. See, he chose his 12 disciples and he chose one a devil. And he told them, I chose all of you and one of you is a devil. If he would not have chose the devil, the scriptures would have been fulfilled. He would not have been betrayed. He would not have been crucified. We wouldn't be here today. Sometimes God lets the devil be in your life for a reason. And it is so the scriptures can be fulfilled. It is to make you stronger. It is to get you prepared. It is to make you where you can understand how good God really is. If we went to drove, if we went to spend the money, if we went to took our time, we went to, I went to never saw an aquarium, I don't think. But we did. And it was phenomenal. I walked in that aquarium just thinking, man, today I'm still like, I just almost don't believe what I just saw of how good God is. But we have to put the work into it. We have to wait. We have to let him do it. If he can do that in the sea, what do you think he can do in the spiritual life of us? If he can create such phenomenal creations and creatures and a plant that will eat, that just got me. We call them plants. They eat. They get hungry and they eat and it's a plant. If he can do that, what do you think he can do with us spiritually? If he is that awesome and it's in our physical eyesight, what do you think he has in store for us that we cannot see? Because the spiritual realm is way more than the physical realm. If God is that awesome now, what can he do? He's just waiting till we are rooted and grounded in him and then he can really let us shine. He can really let us shine because he knows if I bless them, they're not gonna hold on to their blessing they're going to still hold on to me. If I increase whatever they have, they're going to still trust in me. And if I take it away, they're still going to trust in me. Right now, if God blesses some of us, all of a sudden the church and everything else is put aside because we have to tend to what God gave us and he doesn't want that. He wants us to still put him first. He said, I bless, I give, and I take away. I am the one that gives you the power to obtain wealth. We can work, 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 and make a lot of money. And if God don't give us the power to obtain wealth, we'll always be broke. We will always be broke. But we could just have a little bit. And if God gives us the power to obtain wealth, that little bit will go a mighty long ways. She had a handful of meal and a little oil in a cruise. And the Bible said that three people ate for many days until the famine was over. And the other lady went into her house with a one vessel of oil. And the man of God said, go and borrow vessels, not a few. Don't borrow a little bit. Borrow as many as you can. 
He said, go into your house and shut the door. Sometimes we need to go into our closet and shut the door and just begin to pour out what God has already given us. The little bit that we seem to have. In Revelations, he says you have a little bit of strength. But go in this little bit of strength and begin to pour out to God. And he will multiply everything that you have. The Bible says that that lady filled every vessel that she had and then the man of God told her go and sell what you have and pay your debt and live out of the rest what a mighty God we serve he said live out of the rest we serve a mighty God there's no such thing as we have too little bit what we have if we be obedient with it and we just wait patiently it will be enough for us to live out of the rest he said go pay your debt and live out of the rest he lined up the customers he lined up everything he increased the oil and at the end of the day he already knew how much she would have that's like some people winning the lottery and they win millions and guess what they still go broke because god did not give them the power to obtain the wealth you see rock stars and pop stars and rap stars and movie stars that go bankrupt and had millions because god didn't give them the power to obtain wealth and then you have a little bit and god will multiply that little bit until you go and live out of the rest you're not going to go bankrupt when God multiplies something. You're not going to lack anything when God is the multiplier. The little we have will be enough. We're going to go to Psalms 127 verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wake it but in vain. If God doesn't build your house, you could build and build and build and it will all be in vain. Nothing that we do on our own will ever amount to anything. But if we just let God build the house, it will prosper. Our temple will be for the Holy Ghost. He said, you are the temple of the living God. He said, you are the church of God. He said, I am coming back for a church without a spot, a wrinkle, a blemish, or any such thing. We are the church of God. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And no matter how much we try to clean it, if we don't have Jesus, it cannot be done. No matter how much we try Try to build if God doesn't do it it cannot be done so what we need to do is stay with God and let him build our lives let him make the path let him lead us and guide us let him set his path straight before us and then we will be prosperous he said I would you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers but first seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. He knows what we have need of. 
He knows we got bills to pay. He knows we need a roof over our head. He knows it's not like it used to be. Back in the day, you see a piece of land, you just go throw up your tent and that was your home. If you really wanted to, you had legal rights to go and fight and kill and take the land that you wanted. In the sight of God and man, it was legal to do so. He knows it is not that way anymore. You cannot just go own some land. He knows that. He knows that you cannot just go post up anywhere you want and call it your home. He knows that. But he also knows that he's the one that built everything that you see. He says in another scripture, every house was built by some man, but all things were built by God. So although we might seem to be putting it together, it is God that gave us the strength, the wisdom, the material, the life, and everything to put it together. So in reality, God built it anyway. He said, a cattle upon a thousand hills is mine, and I give to whomsoever I will, and I take from whomsoever I will. So let God be our provider, because if he don't, we can't. Let God be our provider. He warned the children of Israel before they went into the promised land. He warned them. He said, I'm going to take you into this promised land that I promised you. But when you get there and when you begin to eat and become full, don't forget who got you there. And the Lord is about ready to begin to bless all of us. But when we are blessed, don't forget who gave it to us. When our business begins to rise and our finances begin to get good and the joy of the Lord begins to shine and our spiritual walk with God begins to be more successful and we begin to see God moving in our lives, don't forget where we got it from. Don't forget who gave it to us. And don't forget that the same one that gave it is the same one that can take it away. Because he said, if you don't abide in me, you can do nothing. So when he begins to bless us, remember, stay in the vine. That's why we are being blessed is because of Jesus. We're not being blessed because of our own selves. We're being blessed because of Jesus. Stay with Jesus, we're going to Acts, or Matthew 15, 13 through 14. But he answered and said, Every plant that my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Every plant that God doesn't plant won't stay there. But when God plants, it will grow. He said some fell by the wayside. God didn't plant that seed. It fell by the wayside. He said some fell among the thorns and the thistles. Some fell among stony ground, but some fell into good ground. And when you have a garden and you have your seeds, some seeds like grass, you could just throw and they will grow. But some seeds you got to plant. You have to push it into the soil or it will not grow. It has to be buried. Some plants have to be planted physically. Grass, you could just get it out there and toss it and it'll grow healthy and good and plush. But some plants, you got to plant. And some of them, they give you directions. They need to be a certain amount deep in the earth before they'll grow. So when God begins to give you a gift and talents, it depends on what it is. If he plants a seed into your heart, sometimes the deeper the seed goes, the longer it takes to bring forth fruit. But... 
the stronger the roots will be. See, you can get a blade of grass and pull it up by the roots, but you go to a cherry tree and you are not going to pull that tree up by the root, not by your hands, because none of us are Samson. And even Samson had the spirit of the Lord come upon him for him to do something like that. So only God can root up something that he planted. So when God gives you something, when he plants a seed into your heart, when he gives you a gift or a talent, just because you can't use it the next day, or just because you don't see the fruit the next day, that doesn't mean give up. That means continue to keep on watering it and praying and fasting and waiting. Because some people they get the seed, and I'm not saying I'm not saying by all means that some gifts are less than others. That is not what I'm saying. But we need the grass, we need the flowers, we need the trees, we need all of it. But grass grows fast. Some people you're going to see walk into the church and God's going to bless and they look like, man, they've just been there for two days. And that is the grass that they could just go and they will grow and grow and grow and they have to be mowed and cut and trimmed and, and kept. But they are beautiful. We love a beautiful lawn. And some people we need fruit so he will bless you but he plants that seed a little bit deeper so it takes a little bit more time to come out but when it does you are rooted and grounded and will not be moved. The grass you can dig up and roll it up and plant it somewhere else but trees are not the same. Their roots are way too big. We saw some of them on those mountains. There's no way. You're going to root up that tree and go plant it somewhere else. It's not going to happen. You can cut it down and plant it somewhere else, but you're not going to root it up. Those roots are too big, too much. So just wait on the Lord. He has already begun a good work in us. He has already started something. Just let it go. So when we see people walk in here and rejoice and be so happy and look like they're getting blessed, don't lose focus. Don't lose hope while God's blessing them and God's not blessing me. Don't let that go through your head because he is blessing you. Yours just might take a little bit more time, but then at the end of the day, you cannot eat grass, but you can eat the cherries. You can eat the apples. You can eat the pears. You can eat the plums. So that tree took longer, but now it is way more beneficial for everybody. The grass is just beautiful. You can sit on it, you can lay on it. People love to go camping. I would rather set my tent on the grass instead of the dirt, but it is what it is. Just don't lose focus on your gift that God has given you, just because it may seem to take longer. Keep watering, keep on keeping on. Because he said, you don't know when the blade's gonna come out, but you look day and night and wait and wait, and then when you see that little blade coming up, you know that your work paid off. But just keep waiting. God doesn't forget. He has not forgotten us. Acts chapter 1, 16 through 20. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers of, at Jerusalem, insomuch as that field is called in their proper tongue, a called Dama, that is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein. And his bishopric 
let another take. See, when God calls us and he gives us a call, and he called Judas. He knew Judas, Judas was the devil in the first place, but he called him anyway. He needed to. But he still gave Judas the gift of healing, power over all unclean spirits. He still broke bread with the devil. He still gave him of the cup of the New Testament. He still washed the devil's feet. He still did all of it knowing what was going to happen. And the same thing with us. We cannot just love each other. We have to love everybody. We have to do good to those that hate us. We have to do good to those that despitefully use us. We have to bless those that curse us. Pray for those that despitefully use us and persecute us. We have to let our love exceed the love of the world. And that is what makes our plants grow. That is what makes the gifts and the callings that God has given us sure to us. That is what makes us be able to use them because the Bible says that a man's gift will make room for himself. But if we have respect to persons, we can't use the gifts that God has given us. But when we don't have respect to persons and we love everybody, we can use what God has given us. The Bible says that Judas, he was part of the bishop. He was part of that ministry. And a lot of times we are part of the ministry. But if we don't use it for the edification of the body of Christ and we bury what God has given us in a napkin or we keep plucking it up and moving it because it's not growing fast enough or if we give up, it's the same thing as denying Jesus when he walked with Jesus for so long and then decided I'm going to go and betray him so I can get paid because it did not look profitable at the time. And he was a thief. I'm sure he was used to fast money, fast benefits. And walking with Jesus, that wasn't happening. Walking with Jesus, he never even had any money. He didn't even have enough to pay tithes or tribute. He told Peter, go to the sea and when you take a fish, take the money and go pay for you and I. He was broke as far as this earth goes. And so Judas didn't have that luxury of having money. And he couldn't just steal in front of Jesus, I don't think. So when he saw an opportunity to make money, he took it. Just because God's not blessing us, it looks like fast. Don't go for the first opportunity you see to go make something. Wait for the Lord. Because he says, if you do that, I will take your bishopric. I will take everything that I gave you and I will give it to somebody else. He said, take his bishopric and give it to somebody else. And in another scripture, it says, take from him what he has and give it to the one that has 10 and then go take what all he thought he had. Because he said to him that have more will be given and from him that don't have, even what he did have will be taken from him. So God has blessed us. He has begun a work in us. He has planted a seed in our hearts. Let it grow. Let us use the gifts and talents that God has given us. And at the end of the day, we will be able to eat the fruit thereof. We're going to go back to Leviticus chapter 26. Verse 4 says, Then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield her fruit. And your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time, and ye shall eat your bread to the full, and dwell 
in your land safely. And I will give peace in the land, and ye shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall the sword go through your land. And ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase an hundred, and an hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. For I will have respect unto you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, and establish my covenant with you. And ye shall eat old store, and bring forth the old because of the new. And I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. And I will walk among you, and will be your God, and ye shall be my people. I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that ye shall not be their bondmen. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. He said, I'm going to bless you so much and the land's going to give you such increase. Earlier we had just said that the, there is a season for everything. But the Bible says that God will bless us so much till every season will carry us to the next season. By the time it's time to sow again, a lot of times the crops are gone. The sales are over. But when God gives you an increase, by the time it's time to sow again, you still have enough. It will take you to the sowing time. It will take you through the harvest time. It will take you through the threshing time. It will never end. Every season will go to the next season. And you will never want for any good thing when God blesses your increase. He said, I will make the land give you her strength. The Bible says that I believe it was Jacob sowed a seed. And he brought forth a hundredfold in that same year. When God multiply something it is multiplied indeed when God blesses us we are blessed indeed and there's nothing that nobody can do to take away our blessing just let the seed grow that God has planted in us he said I will set my tabernacle the tabernacle was a token of promise. It was a place that God lived. It was a place that God called by his own name. He said, I will set my tabernacle among you, which means my name will be in the midst of you. And where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of you. God said, I will be in the midst of you. I will walk with you. And if God walks with us, we already know what happened to the man that was possessed that could not change his ways that could not be delivered when God walks among us the devil has to flee he has to move everything that was cursed becomes a blessing everything that was loose becomes made tight every valley will be lifted up every mountain will be brought low when God walks among us everything we do will be blessed he said I will bless the fruit of your lips I will bless the work of your hands. I will bless you going out. I will bless you coming in. When God walks with us, everything is blessed. Moses said, if you're not going to go with us, we don't want to go. Because if God's not there, it's, it's useless. It's pointless to go anywhere. Because if he don't build the house, 
you're wasting your time. If he don't protect you, you're wasting your time. If he don't let the ground bring forth, you're wasting your time. If he don't give you the power to obtain wealth, you're wasting your time. Anything without God is pointless. So he said, I will walk with you. I'm going to always be there. So I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you even until the end of time. We can't have a bigger blessing than God to walk with us because everything he touches is blessed. The Bible says when he remembers something, things start to change. It's a lot of time in the Bible it says, remember me, oh God, because when God remembers, things change. He don't even have to do anything. He just needs to remember you. And if it's good, it's very good. And if it's bad, it's very bad. He remembered the children of Israel and brought them out. But then he also remembered the sins of some of those people and they got killed, period. So if God remembers you, we hope that it's a good memory. Lord, remember me. Please remember me, but it needs to be a good one. And when he remembers, things happen. Hold on, saints. Don't let go, no matter how long it seems to take. But remember, when God begins to bless more and more and more, don't put him aside. Don't hold on to what he gave us more than we hold on to him. Let's hold on to him and always remember we got this from God. He gave it to us. And he's the only one that can let us keep it, what we have. He said, you so much and bring in little. And then when you bring it, I blow on it. And then I cause you to put it in a bag with a hole. And you don't have anything. But when he blesses, you could have that tiny little bit. And it will go from season to season to season and never run out. Stay with God. Hold on and don't give up. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life.